Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. So, I think we all know that the NFL stands for not for long. NFL, not for long. No matter who you are, the end of your football career can come at any time, any moment. When you least expect it. In fact, you have to expect it, right? It's an extremely violent game. Nobody plays forever. Even Bacon 46. Father Time is undefeated. Every single player who puts the pads on needs to be prepared for life after football because it can come at any time. Now, I know at least one guy has a plan. Not everybody's ready, but I know of one guy who is ready. One guy who has a plan. And that's the most important thing, right? you got to have a plan. Don't wait until it's too late to start planning. Make sure you have a plan. You have to work your plan. Plan your work, work your plan. Plan your work, work your plan. The guy that I'm talking about is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has a plan. And it would appear that he is working that plan. And his plan is porn. You heard me. The cheetah. Yeah, I said this was graphic in nature. All right, so I'm going to take a beat and let you know. Do not at me. Do not complain. I said it five times off the top. It is graphic in nature. I'm going to resume my thoughts. So the cheetah wants to be a porn star when he retires. Or at least that's what he said on a Twitch stream this week with that featured fellow star wideout, Mike Evans. They're just chopping it up. They're hanging out. All Mike was doing was trying to juice the dude up. And in return, he got this bombshell dropped on his head. You retire, you doing, you're going to be all over, huh? You're going to be on TV, everything. Huh? Nah, when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star, though, bro. Like, dead serious. Like, you think I got that? No? Nah, I mean, just do whatever you want, bro. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I don't got an opinion on that. Yeah, bro. I mean, that exchange is just priceless. There, there is so much to love about that exchange. I love him saying, you think I got that? You think I got that? Listen, think I think I the guy's that? being serious. I mean, I don't even have to think. I know he's serious because he used the words dead serious. Cheetah is dead serious about transitioning to a career as an adult performer after he retires from the NFL. So on the one hand, it seems like that's shocking news, right? I'll give you something even more shocking. I am dead serious in what I'm about to say. He's dead serious about wanting to go into porno. I'm dead serious about loving this plan. Dead serious. Oh, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious about being all about this. I love it. Now, I'll tell you who probably doesn't. His head coach, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel probably doesn't love it, but it's not because of what you might think. Not because he thinks that Tyreek is not focused or that Tyreek might be distracted. McDaniel's probably pissed. He didn't think of it first. And if any Dolphin player or fan is put out by this or concerned about this, they're just jealous. You know, Mike Evans, my guy, how do you leave your guy hanging like that? That was nothing but freaking crickets. And then the best you can manage is, nah, I mean, do whatever you want, brah. I don't got no opinion on that. That's the quote. Quote, Alvin, if you want, go ahead. But nah, I mean, do whatever you want, bro. I don't got no opinion on that. Nah, I mean, do whatever you want, bro. I don't got an opinion on that. The hell kind of answer is that anyway? The hell kind of friend are you, bro? What do you mean you don't got no opinion on that? Everybody got an opinion on that. And that's your dude. How can you not have no opinion on that? We all got an opinion on that. And if you don't have an opinion on that, you should. I know I do. And my opinion is it is one of the best ideas ever. In fact, you know what? I'm going to tell you how much I like that idea. I'm going to tell you exactly how much I like that idea. 
Now I'm inspired. Now I'm thinking of doing the same. In fact, I'm dead serious. I know I'm doing the same. I just haven't told anybody until now. I guess I probably owed it to Dodger Jano to discuss it with her first rather than have her hear it on the show. Except I know she's in a Pilates session right now, so it'll work its way back to her. Dude just spit out the best idea ever, and Mike Evans went all Lee Evans on him. Let me repeat that. Dude just spit out the best idea ever, and Mike Evans went all Lee Evans on him. It really didn't affect what we were doing. You know, we still had to play, you know, regardless. It's something you had to deal with. I think we did a good job of that. It was throwback. I thought they were going to put you guys, like, in leather helmets and have you play that thing out in the parking lot or something. Yeah, thanks for picking me up on that, Leonard. So, Mike Evans, Evans joining me on the program. was about as hey, Lee, interested. About yeah, I got it, Albie. Thanks. Mike Evans was about as interested in responding to that question as Lee Evans was in responding to my question back in the day. In other words, he wanted no part of signing off on that. So I'm going to do it instead. I will gladly endorse and sign off on this idea. Like just when I thought that I could not be any more interested or any higher on the Dolphins than I already, already was, dude says he is dead serious about getting into porn when he's done. He better be. Let me tell you something. Now that he's put it out there, I will be so pissed if he's not because this is genius on so many levels. Like, I think I see the cheetah working. He had to be there sitting around thinking, damn, the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and T. Swift are getting all the run right now. All the run. So, so what? They're supposedly dating Who cares? You want some actual scoop, an actual juicy scoop. I'll give you one right now. I'm going to go into porn when I'm done playing. Boom! There you go, Reek. There you go. Dead serious. See, like, Kelsey thinks they found a way to uh, a brand new audience. Dude thinks that he has figured out the best way to win crossover fans. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad play, right? Please. Please. T-Swift is extremely popular. She has a ton of fans. I understand that. It's true. I can't deny it. And don't get it twisted, Swifties. I'm not knocking you. I don't want your smoke. I've already said that. But you know what's even more popular? Like, if Taylor Swift is arguably the biggest thing in the world, the most popular thing in the world, I know something even more popular. I know something or somebody that has even more fans than Taylor Swift, if you can believe that. You know what has more fans? Do you know what's bigger and has more fans than Taylor? Porn. The only fan base in America right now that's bigger than T-Swift's fan base is porn. If the NFL is the biggest thing in the world, you know what's even bigger than the NFL? Porn. You know why? You want to know why that is? It's porn. Cheetah is going to tap that fan base. No pun intended. My only question is this. Why wait? Why wait? If you want to be a porn star, go be a porn star. Do it now. Stop talking about it and be about it. You're already streaming on Twitch. Between games, why not just stream on OnlyFans too? Think about the implications here. You could be the first active NFL player slash porn star. Why not jump at that opportunity? That's history right there. It's never been done before. And Reek is the guy to do it because he routinely does things that have never been done before. I mean, my man should shoot his very first scene rocking a gold blazer because he'd get one for this idea alone. And if he starts his second career right now, right now, he can start saving and banking the cash for an even bigger opportunity when he does retire. 
We already have two NFL franchises in L.A. One of my favorite things ever, right? We go 21 years plus without a single NFL team in L.A. Now we have two. So why couldn't this market justify a third? It can. And I know exactly where I'd put it. Chatsworth. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Look. If you're cringing right now and you somehow take offense to this, at least I'm not talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. At least this got some people focused on the Miami Dolphins this week. And it's wild that this is what it took to get people to focus on the Miami Dolphins. Considering the fact that this team is 3-0. and Considering the fact that they lead the league in yards per game by over 125 yards per game. They lead the league in points per game by nearly two full touchdowns. They just put up 70 in a game. Their quarterback is the current Vegas favorite to win the MVP. Their head coach is the current Vegas favorite to win the coach of the year. Is any of that any good? Why are we not spending more time on them? Despite all of that, Cheetah still has to jump on a live stream and tell the world that he wants to dominate porn just as he dominates ball after he retires just to get the team any attention. This is why I have no problem with it. Well, that and the fact that, frankly, it's an amazing idea. Such a good idea. He shouldn't wait until he retires. What I don't need is anybody trying to run up in here, clutching their pearls, all bent out of shape in their feelings. I don't need anybody pulling a bill in Syracuse and calling here like, hey, man, you got to be joking. You got to be joking, man. Are you serious? What's going on? Why would you want Tyreek Hill in the porn industry, man? Bill, Syracuse, you are next up. Nice to have you on the program. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I'm great, Bill. What's up? Uh, Jim, man, you got to be joking, man. About what? The porn industry, man. Are 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 you serious, man? Of course every I'm daughter, serious. Serious to... is a heart attack. What, what's going on, man? What is uh, going on? What do you mean? Why would every father want their daughter in the porn industry, man? Are you, are you, do you want your kid in the porn industry? Yes. Yeah. I want me in the porn industry. I want my kid, both of them. I want me. I want my wide receiver. Yes. Yes, I'm serious. Quote, serious as a heart attack. Because it's an amazing idea. And I know Dolphin fan agrees with me. Every fan wants their star wide receiver to be in the porn industry. Everybody knows this. What's wrong with that statement? I'll answer, nothing is wrong with that statement. And nobody should be upset with the cheetah for having a plan for life after the NFL. Because that is the whole plan. To have a plan. You know what's worse? Not having a plan. You know what's worse? Having your career end prematurely and having your identity ripped from you and not knowing what you're going to do. My man is setting his life up for after he's done playing. I mean, how smart is that? He's already like the most dominant guy in the league, and he's already thinking about the next thing. I love that. The only thing to knock him for is not starting that second career right now. Not only am I not put off by it, I respect the hell out of it. And you know what? I think I'm going to rip a page from his playbook. My personal reinvention just took a hard turn. Now I know my actual mission. Elderly porn.
Not today. Not tomorrow. Not before Smack Off 30. Not before episode 300 of the Jim Rome podcast. Not today, not tomorrow. But when I am done, what do I always say? 818 for life, baby. 818 for life. 818 for life. 818 for life. No one knows the valley like me. I'll bust the hell out of this bubble that is Orange County, and I will make my triumphant return to the valley soon enough. Let me ask you one last thing. Like, if you truly are offended by Tyreek's lifestyle choice, then you did not see what the Dolphins did to the Broncos last Sunday. Man, that was straight out of the BDSM category. And don't act like this is the first time this has ever come up. Throw it back. Throw it back to 08, when then-Bengal Chad Johnson envisioned the same exact thing. I'm on the big screen this year. Tell me, what are you doing? I can't tell you. I just told Dude, you. can you tell me anything? We I can't even tell- talk about your acting career? Hey, I'm acting. That's all you need to know. So I might retire after this year anyway. What, like, I mean, like a, a leading man, like a sex object or an action guy or a serial killer? Or a porn star. A porn star. <laughs> hey, dude, we all want to be porn stars, man. Very few of us can pull it off. Good for you, man. Congratulations. No, nah, I'm just playing. Why do you even know you're not? Why do you even care about football, man? <laughs> See? It's not like this had not come up before. He and I had that conversation back in 08 on the row. Very few people can pull it off. I said it back then, and I still mean it right now. Tyreek is one of those guys. Tyreek is one of the few. Tyreek is one of one. So when guys are done playing, they're just glad that they're still upright. Everything is still functional. They still have their faculties about them. They can go play with their kids. They can go on vacation with their family. At the bare minimum, Remember where they live and how to make a PB&J Sando. You think I'm going to crack a guy who still wants to perform on the big stage. Crack a guy who still wants to compete in his next life. Man, you got the wrong show. You got the wrong show. You got the wrong host. It's a lot of judgmental people out there. A lot of judgmental people. A lot of judgmental people who, for instance, said that Dion would fail with the Buffaloes. Let me be the first to say, Tyreek will be just fine with the Beavers. I love it. Like, dead serious. Just when I thought that I couldn't respect the Miami Dolphins any more than that. And and how about, how many of you thought this guy would fall flat on his face when Kansas City let him get away? Never been better, never been bigger. What if this dude were to help lead them to a Super Bowl? Man, Tyreek living his best life, and it's only going to get better when he begins his next life. You think I got that? Yes, I do, dude. I got you. You definitely got that. No doubt in my mind you got that, Reek. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. We are joined by Zaire Franklin. Great to have you back, Zaire. What's going on? How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, dude. Good. In fact, I would say I would ask you how you're living, but I'm guessing based on the fact that the team is two and one, uh, based on the fact that your numbers are off the charts, you're probably doing even better than you normally are. So let me ask you this. What about the rest of the team? What is the vibe like coming off that big road win over the Ravens? I mean, well, the team is definitely obviously um, feeling good. You know, obviously got a great road victory. But, you know, like we know like this league, man, it's a week-to-week league, man. So you got to treat, you know, success and, and failure the same. You know, so, um, you know, obviously it was good to get the win on the road against a great team in a tough environment. But, you know, we got a good team, football team coming in to Indianapolis this Sunday in the Rams. You know, looking forward to another test and trying to get another win. All right, so I'm going to ask you about the Rams in a moment. Zaire Franklin's joining us. Let me ask you about your quarterback, Gardner Minshew. He was the starting quarterback in the win over the Ravens. How much of a spark does he bring the team on his swag and emotion alone as he holds things down until Anthony Richardson does come back? Oh, man, I feel like, you know, having Gardner out there against Baltimore was just just like the perfect flavor, you know, he's just the guy, you know, nothing really frustrates him, nothing really gets him off his pivot. He's He feels like he can attack any situation. Um, and obviously with Baltimore just having such an exotic defense, throwing so many different pressure looks and different things at him, I mean, he just, you know, is just calm, cool, collected. He's just the coolest dude in the locker room, coolest dude on the field. So, you know, it's always great to see Gardner out there making plays. That's great. Zaire Franklin joining us. You know, your head coach, Shane Steichen, made it clear that once Richardson is clear to play, he's going to be the starter once again. So what's it been like to go up in practice against the young guy? And what do you make of the couple of games that he has played so far? Oh, man, he's just uh, he's just a dynamic. You know, I feel like he's just like an amplifier. Like when he's out there, um, the possibilities are endless. Um, you know, he just makes you be on your toes for all different, you know, types of looks, I mean, plays, um, you know, just the different things he can do both with his arm and with his legs. Um, it's You know, he's just that type of playmaker. Um, so, you know, going against, you know, uh, Anthony um, all offseason, um, it really just kind of helped us prepare for playing against, you know, great players like Lamar and, you know, Justin Fields and that's such a place. So, because uh, he's just so dynamic, he can make plays, you know, all over the field. Listen, I know you well enough to know that I shouldn't go here, but I'm going to go here anyway. I say that because I know it's about the team and I know you're going to make it about the team. But when you're coming off the season that you're coming off of and you're playing the way you are right now, it's impossible not to take a moment or two to make it about you. Now, I'm not a big on pace guy, except that you're on pace to have 255 tackles, which would destroy the NFL record of 214. Can you sustain that pace if you stay healthy and make a run at that record? Man, you, you, honestly, I'm just like I like I said about the team. Man, I really just take it one week at a time. You know, obviously, I'm thankful that you know I've been able to have great performances, and you know, not only that, just but make you know plays to help us win football games. You know, which I really you know honestly care about the most. Um, you know, even with the record last year, you know, it wasn't something that I even thought about. It was honestly, I mean, honestly, uh, Shaq was the first person, Shaq Leonard was the first person to even tell me that I was even close. Um, I was just, you know, do, I was do just you know why? Because you broke his record. That's why he told you. That's <laughs> yeah. how he knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, I, I just, when I'm out there, man, I just be, I just be focused on just playing and, and, you know, and look, at the end of it, you know, if, if I'm sitting in the record books, that just means I did it, I did what I was supposed to do. So what about Shaq? I mean, you'd be the first to admit you've got talent around him. In fact, you mentioned it. He he held the record. I mentioned that. But he did hold the record before you broke it. After he dealt with multiple injuries, what's it mean to have the former All-Pro back on the field and in that linebacker room with you? Oh, man, it's uh, a tremendous help. Um, I feel like, you know, it's like two quarterbacks out there. You know, he's calling plays out. I'm calling plays out. Um, you know, we're working off each other. We're playing off each other. I mean, it's just everybody's able to play much faster. Um, and obviously knowing that he's just, you know, an explosive player with big big play opportunity. Um, you know, it's just, you know, defenses, I mean, offenses can't run towards me. They can't run away from me because they're running towards him. So, I mean, it's like ping pong. We just bouncing it back and forth. Zaire Franklin joining us. You know, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but you mentioned that you can play faster and faster and faster. But when you're playing as well as you are right now, and it seems like you're in a zone every single Sunday, does the game actually seem like it's in super slow-mo? Like, are you playing faster than you've ever played, but is the game going slower than it normally goes? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it just kind of, you know, when you play each team, um, I feel like for the most part it's just kind of figuring out, okay, you know, how are they attacking me? What are, what, are they, what are they trying to do to take me out of my game, to put me in a bad position? 
And once you kind of get a, a sense for, you know, what that offense's, you know, idea of, of how they went success that day is, you know, you kind of just kind of fall into the flow of the game, you know. So, like, honestly, when I'm playing a game, obviously you want to start fast, want to make plays early. Um, but as the game game goes along, I feel like I just fall deep more and more comfortable in understanding, um, you know, how it's, offense is trying to not only attack me but attack us. And um, I think a lot of that just goes to the preparation in the film room, uh, preparation throughout the week, and um, obviously the looks that, you know, the scout guys and uh, our coaches give us. Yeah, you got there first. I was going to ask you how much of that is about film study and then how much of that is just about you having a knack and being able to weigh, being able to think your way through the game? Man, I mean, you know, it's obviously, you know, throughout the week, like today, you know, it's all about preparation, you know, trying to, you know, figure out where can, you know, I make plays, where can I, uh, you know, take advantage of the offense, you know, watching other great players like Fred, like Bobby Wa- Bob, uh, Bobby uh, Wagner, um, who played against the Rams already this year. How did they make plays? How were they impacting the game? And then, you know, on Sunday, you know, honestly, it's, on Sunday I kind of just turned it all off. You know, at that point it's just I've done all the preparation, you know. Um, I've put the work in, you know, I've, whether that was in practice, in the meeting room, in the weight room. And Sunday is just about playing fast and having fun. You know, I'm not going to go out there and sit out there and be guessing because once you're guessing, you're playing slow because you're assuming. I'm just out there just playing the all instinct. Um, and I'm just letting the bullets go. Zaire Franklin joining us. You know, I'm curious, you mentioned that this is what today is about. If Tuesday is typically an off day, how do you spend your Tuesdays? I mean, is there some maintenance? Do you work out? Do you try and do as little as possible, just kind of refresh and bounce back? How do you approach Tuesday? Um, Tuesday is actually like probably one of the only days I try to, me personally, I try to do my best to stay out of the building, just kind of refresh. It's my, you know, my one chance to really kind of spend time with my son, with my family in the mornings. Um, obviously, I take care of my body, get my massages and different things. I'm catching up on, um, you know, the all the action um, for, throughout the week. You know, I'm watching, um, you know, a couple of games, uh, you know, at home on my iPad. You know, later in the day, um, I'll typically go in and, and, and sit with uh, Coach Bradley and the staff and, um, you know, talk through, you know, the different points that we're going to work through. And that way I could get a, a better jump start on a Wednesday um, then I'm just kind of coming home, um, you know, from there, eating dinner with my family. Um, we got Tuesday we got Tuesday dinner in the Franklin household. It's big. I can't miss. So I got to make sure I'm home for that. And, you know, once that's, you know, it's done and uh, my son's to bed, I try to probably jump in the film a little bit more. And then, like I said, just get ready for Wednesday. My man, you got a process. You got a process. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Gus Bradley. I was going to say, Shane Steichen, in his first season as head coach, one of the first things he did was he retained Gus Bradley as his D coordinator. So how good of a decision was that, in your opinion? And then how much have you all benefited from the continuity of playing another year in Gus's system? Oh, man, it's major. You know, I think um, if you, you see throughout the league, any chance you could get um, to get a coordinator um, back, especially after you had a year um, with some success, um, it's just, you know, you're just head and shoulders above the where you were the year before. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously Gus is just much more comfortable with us. Um, we're much more comfortable with him. Um, I mean, it, it's the relationship just continue to grow, not only with the whole unit, but obviously between me and him, you know, as me with the green dot, our communication not only in the meeting room and pre- preparation, but also um, our sideline adjustments and how we're able to just work off of each other. I could tell him what I'm seeing. He's giving me tips on what he's seeing. Um, and I think it just allows all of us, um, all 11 guys, to just play fast, especially when you got that trust and that continuity and that uh, camaraderie on the defense. You know, watching you play and seeing the career you're having and then listening to you and talking to you in the past, I know, it's almost impossible for me to fathom that you were a seventh-round draft pick. Given, <laughs> I mean, dude, seriously, given the way you sound, the way you look, the way you play, the whole thing, it's almost incredible. Because of that, do you feel like you have absolutely nothing left to prove? You've already proven everybody right who believed in you and everybody else wrong. Is that the way it feels, or will you always feel like you have something to prove man I, I always always feel like it's something to prove you know as much as you know I love and appreciate you know the Colts you know for believing in me and sticking with me and obviously I've resigned here but I remember a time when I had to fight to be in the building you know I, I remember what that felt like you know I remember when um what it felt like when you know uh people just kind of didn't believe me guys were you know overlooking me you know even you know, not only just throughout the league, you know, my family, different stuff like that. I, I remember, I remember what that felt like, and um, honestly, it's just kind of like a constant edge I have. Um, just remember what that like, you know, and it's just, you know, I've always felt like I was capable of being the player that I am now. Um, and you know, at this point, um, it's not about proving them wrong; it's about proving myself right. 
I think that's an amazing statement you just made. That back in the day, you had to fight to get in the building. Like, lay that out. What did you mean by that, that you had to fight to get into the building? Man, I was a seventh-round pick. You know, that my, my rookie year, we drafted 11 guys. I was the 11th guy, you know. Um, you know, I Incredible. came in. We, uh, you know, we had a day. I didn't even get a chance to pick my jersey number, you know. Um, I just kind of – I wore 97 in training camp. Um, it, it, it's just – Small, small things like that, you know. Even, I know that's crazy. Um, I mean, even just you know, um, just going through, you know, not being able to play for so long, just having to find my role on the team. You know, I played early as a as a rookie. Um, you know, I fell out the lineup because honestly, I, I wasn't doing my job. And and at at that point, you know, it's like week four of my rookie year. I had to I had to make a decision with myself. Okay, well, how are you going to help this team win games? And that only answer was special team. So at that point, you know, I, it was like, okay, how can I be the best special team player? How can I be an impact player um, to, you know, to try to help, you know, the team win? And it's just as that continued to grow and as my leadership and my uh, my influence in the locker room and on the team continued to grow, um, you know, obviously the opportunities came with it. And it was just always about, like, you know, I had an opportunity my rookie year that I felt like I didn't take as advantage of as I wanted to. Um, so now it's just like when I got another opportunity, I wasn't going to miss. Yeah, I love that so much. That's an amazing story. Like when you said that you weren't doing your job, were you not executing or were you just not preparing like the pro that you are right now because you didn't know? Man, it was just, you know, rookie years are so long. You know, I feel like, you know, I've, I, some people, rookie wall hits, you know, in training camp. Some guys hit, you know, late in the season. I feel like mine kind of hit early on. You know, I feel like I was always – the type of player throughout my career that always did extra, that always came in early, always left late. And, you know, um, you know, I just think, you know, early on in my career, my first year, um, I was just kind of trying to figure out what that, what, what my, what the, my routine was going to be, what that looked like for me in the NFL. Um, and, you know, obviously I went through some growing pains, but I had great competition. We've had a great linebacker room um, my entire time here. Um, so, you know, when you go in, it's hard to figure, you know, things out right and wrongs. You know, when you're a seventh round pick, you know, you kind of just trying to break your way on the field. And like I said, you got great competition in your room. You know, I, 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 I lost my opportunity. I didn't take advantage. Uh, so I just made sure I had to uh, take advantage of the next one. I'll tell you what, I want to say that every young player should listen to this conversation. I would say that every young person, in fact, every person should listen to this conversation because it's all about process and preparation and how you go about doing your job. Let me finally ask you, you do face the Rams on Sunday. They may not necessarily be that high-octane unit that they were when they won it all a couple of years back, but Sean McVay is still one of the brightest offensive minds in the game. What does he do with his formations and his play calling that make the Rams so difficult to match up with? Oh, man. I mean, first and foremost, it's, I, mean, I think it starts with the quarterback. Obviously, Stafford is just uh, still, you know, the most one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, still very capable of making every throw, um, whether that's no look, sidearm, or, you know, 70 yards down the field. He's, he's, got, a, he's got all the talent. Um, but obviously, uh, Coach McVay does a great job, you know, with his jet motions and the different, um, you know, formational tendencies that they try to hide and, and switch around. Um, you know, he does a good job of kind of giving you so much eye candy to make you look at one thing and then hit you over the head with something else. So, um, obviously, he's one of the best play callers in the league that we've had. So. Um, we definitely got a good test against us on Sunday. Yeah, and you are one of the best guys to talk football with. He is leading the league in tackles right now at 45. He set a franchise record last year with 167. The Colts are 2-1. and one. They've got a big one coming up against the Rams. Zaire Franklin, my guest. Zaire, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate you, and I really enjoyed that conversation. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Jim. Talk to you soon. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Let's talk about the Cowboys. You know, it's got to be a weird week in Dallas, right? Last week, the vibes around the Cowboys could not have been any better. And honestly, they had not been any better in a long, long time. All of a sudden, we're talking about them maybe being the team to beat. All of a sudden, we're talking about them having a historically great defense. We're talking Super Bowl legitimately. There was also a whole bunch of us, though, upon hearing that, 
that have seen this before and were just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Just waiting for this team, coached by Big Mike, to finally look like a team coached by Big Mike. You know, just waiting for the Cowboys to Cowboy. Then something really bad happened. Trayvon Diggs shredded his knee in practice on Friday. Bad thing. Bad, bad deal. Then the Cowboys went and got their asses handed to them in Phoenix on Sunday. And to some people, that was a really shocking result. But if you think about it, is it really? I mean, what happened on Sunday, frankly, was extremely familiar and not at all surprising. It was the first sign that the Cowboys are, in fact, still the Cowboys i.e. a team that gets hyped every single year and then isn't early out in the playoffs, even if they get that far. Again. So between that reality check and losing digs, a lot, a lot has changed in Dallas in just a week. So I guess I'm not that surprised that I haven't heard from or seen Jerry Jones anywhere, at least not until this morning. You see, when them boys are winning... That dude is grabbing at every microphone in sight and leaping in front of every camera that he can find. But when the team goes out and drops an extremely revolting and alarming dump in its collective pants, if any one of you, this dude is suddenly on a milk carton. Come to think of it, I hadn't really seen much of Big Mike, Jera, or the guy that one of you glossed Whack Prescott. That's whack. Either this week. The only quote that I had seen making the rounds was from the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Saw a lot yesterday that uh, that upset me and hurt as well, but I think one of the things uh, that probably uh, felt like five fingers across the face was, uh, man, you guys didn't look like your defense, you know, what you guys have been playing. And uh, the reason it probably hit me was, because I felt that was right. Check this dude. He just admitted they got pimp slapped. He literally just said it without saying it. We got pimp slapped by the truth this past week. He got five fingers of reality right across the face. Reality being that the defense did not look like the alleged, supposed, historic world beaters that the hype was claiming they were. That defense did not look like a Super Bowl defense. That defense essentially looked like any other Cowboy defense from the past 30 years. But at least Quinn stepped up and owned it. At least Quinn stepped up and admitted that his side of the ball was garbage on Sunday. Because it was garbage. At least he stepped up and he said something meaningful about it. Unlike Big Mike, Jera, or the guy that one of you glossed, Whack. That's whack. Prescott. That's whack. Prescott. That's whack. So having said that, Jarrah finally did resurface this morning for his weekly spot on 105.3 The Fan. And you'll be shocked to hear that Jarrah is not worried at all about that debacle in Phoenix. You'll also be shocked to hear that Jarrah did not make very much sense at all when trying to explain that debacle and why he's not worried. I think, though, that... uh, 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 it's one that you'd like to put in the wind column when we got out there. But I'm reminded that old stuff uh, in this uh, game uh, of counting one is just ridiculous. Uh, it just That's not the reality. The reality is you kick it off, and within that time frame of the 60 minutes, that's a life within itself. And you can lose those. I don't care what kind of team you got out there. And uh, I've been a part of world championship teams that uh, uh, were uh, had lost significant significantly. And so having said that, uh, nothing surprised me, but uh, I would tell you that I am very uh, pleased with the prospects of going from here and what our uh, potential is to correct some of the negatives you saw out there Sunday night. I like when he said, having said that. Hey, Grandpa, having said what? The hell did you just say? You said, you just talked for a whole minute without saying a single thing. Having said what? Having said that. Having said what? The only thing I picked up on was him saying, having been part of championship teams. 
I mean, he made it sound like having been part of championship teams, as you know I have been, like it's something that happened recently. Dude, you haven't been a part of a championship team like in three decades. What do you mean, having been part of championship teams? If something happened 30 years ago, did it actually happen? But anyway, thanks for clearing that up, Jarrah. Hey, Cowboy fan, you got to feel so much better about things now. Do you not feel so much better about things hearing from your patriarch that it's not surprising and he's not concerned? I mean, that's got to be a weight off everybody's chest. Jarrah just has this knack for knowing what to say, knowing the right thing to say at the right time, even if he said nothing at all and said it for five minutes. Hey, Pops, let me help you out here. You damn well should be concerned. I know it's only one game. I know it's a 17-game season. But most of all, I know why you're not surprised. Because you've seen this movie over and over and over again for the past three decades. Of course you're not surprised. It happens all the time. Of course you're not surprised, which is exactly why you should be concerned. Let me run that back again for you, Jerry. I know you're an extremely astute businessman and you're very smart. But I know you're not surprised, but that is the reason why you should be concerned. Because you're not surprised. Because what's happening is what always happens. You're not surprised, but you should be concerned that the same exact ending is coming again this year. And I'll tell you something else you should be concerned about. Your schedule. Your schedule. Have you looked at your schedule? My schedule. Have you looked at it? You should be very concerned about your schedule. My schedule. And you should be concerned about how many more times you're going to be able to watch this movie yourself. And if, in fact, it will ever have a different ending. Jerem might not be concerned, but Cowboy Fan is. And Cowboy Fan is right to be concerned. I'm not saying the entire house is ablaze or anything like that. I'm not saying their season came to an end this past weekend. All I'm saying is Sunday was definitely a Carl Lewis moment for Cowboy Nation. A legitimate, uh uh-oh, for anyone who knows anything about them boys. Wait for it. You got to love the way my man stays in the fight in this song. This is incredible. He uh-oh'd himself in the middle of the national anthem and then told us he's going to make up for it now. I'll make up for it now. I'll make I've up seen front now. men carry on conversations before going into song. This dude's having a whole conversation with the audience during the song. And not only the song, but the national anthem. Anyway, what I'm saying is, Cowboy fan, that's a legit Carl Lewis. That's a legit uh uh-oh. For anybody who knows anything, thanks, Alvin, about them boys, or has watched them at any point for the past 30 years, because that bleep was all too familiar Sunday. And uh, I've been a part of world championship team. World champion of what? Great point. Omaha. Doug in Omaha, Nebraska. Good to have you, Doug. What's up? Hey, Rome. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first off, thank you so much for uh, promoting BetterHealth.com and related services. Uh, for immediate assistance, 988 in your community for uh, mental health needs. So thank you so much for that. You got it. Hey, secondly, it's pronounced Duke, not Doug. Duke. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. It remains to me (laughs) the most controversial rule in the jungle. It's not even my rule. It's Alvin's rule, but my rule is to empower those around me. So Alvin has an extraordinary amount of autonomy. Alvin essentially does whatever the hell he wants around here. Let's be real. Alvin just ran that guy because I said, hey, Doug, 
in Omaha what's going on. He starts off, he gets into it, and then a minute or so into the call, he corrects me and says, actually, it's Duke in Omaha. Alvin ran him. Or Duke. Duke. Not Doug. Hey, secondly, it's pronounced Duke. Not Doug. Duke. Ah. Okay, that's different. It's pronounced Duke. Let me ask you something, Doug. Did your parents name you Doug and did you change the pronunciation or did they name you Doug? And if they did name you Doug, I'm just curious, do they how do you spell Doug? Do you spell it like Doug and pronounce it like Doug or do you pronounce it the way it's spelled, D O O G? Like Doogie Hauser. Like, were you actually named Doogie, and then as you became an adult, did you shorten it to Doog? I guess I could ask you all these questions. Don't call back, Doug. Do not call back, Doug. And here's why. You've already been run. And do you know why that is? Seemingly, it's our fault for mispronouncing your name. But Alvin's rule is, do not correct the host. Now, even the rule in and of itself doesn't make sense. Like, if I'm factually incorrect about something sports-related, we would never run you if you corrected me. My whole thing is be accountable, be responsible, own a mistake. Alvin's like, dude, I don't need to explain myself to anybody, much less you, Van Smack. But a rule is a rule, and Alvin says he also jacked up our sponsor. First off, thank you so much for uh, promoting BetterHealth.com and related services. You're right, Alvin. Uh, We should have run it right then. If you go to, notice when I do that commercial, I always say, go to BetterHelp.com slash jungle. And I spell it out. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I don't say BetterHealth, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. So your head and your heart might have been in the right place, but you jacked it all up. You jacked up the sponsor. I'd argue that you jacked up your own name. I gave you a pass on jacking up the sponsor. Could have run you for that, Doug. But then when you corrected me and said your name is actually not Doug, it's Doug, that was too much for Alvy. Hey, Alvy, let me ask you something. Remember that time we did our podcast, Big Head Bets, and James Kelly called you Alan? Why did you not run him? Just asking. Thank you, Alan. He did that. He ah! Alan'd you. Oh, okay. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Then again, if we ran James Kelly every call. single time he misspoke, there'd be no show. It would just be bets with Jim Rome. Jim Rome's bets. Bets starring me, Jim Rome. Then again, he did call me Jill. I have a question, fellas. offenses in football, both averaging over 30 points a game, Jill. Jim. Jim. Jill. Jill? Jill. Jim. Damn it. Messed that one up. Hey, Todd, pull that big head out of your ass. Jim, I messed that one up. No, really? Play that again, Alvin. Two that last part. offenses in football, both averaging over 30 points a game, Jill. Jim, Jim, Jill. Jill? Jill. Jim. Didn't I tell him to pull his big head out his ass? Hey, guys, I have a question. Who screened Duke? Yeah, I thought so, Savage. Jack, listen to them, man. Be sure you get their name right so we don't have an awkward moment and lose a good listener. Because I bet Doug doesn't want to come around here anymore after what we just did to him. And I'll own it because it came out of my mouth, but I was going with the information given to me, Jack. And who gave it to me? You. Does Savage, can can you actually get on the air from the back row? No, because what you're saying probably wouldn't make sense anyway. No, no, no. I said, I'm going by the... This is great. Listen Listen to what Tim just gave me. I'm going by the in I said, I'm going by the information you gave me. Tim goes, so am I. He said Doug. 
I don't know, dude. He said Doog on the air. Duke. Maybe maybe you misremembered or misheard. Quote, so am I. Duke. That was strong, Savage. Don't get upset, dude. Don't kill me. All right. I know I know I know what you're about. I know what I, I mean. Don't kill me. Jack Savage. I am not the asset, dude. All right. We got to get this thing back on track. Duke, I would say that I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm sorry that you called Duke. and tried to correct me by calling yourself Duke. 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 Geoff. Can't believe you're rolling through life dooging. You, you had to have been a doogie at one point, right? If you're doogie. Duke. Is that not self-gloss? If you're Duke? Uh, All right, run him again. No, Duke. Realistically, you should have been run three times for that call. Getting the sponsor wrong, getting your name wrong, well, no, correcting me, and self-glossing. That, I think that's a jungle record. I don't think any caller has been run three times during one call. Retroactively, sure. Congratulations. You are now a part of jungle folklore, Douglas. Here is your sports update. Here is Rich Ackerman. Hey, Matt, seems kind of weird for you to call right now. This does not seem like a spot where you would normally call. Let's find out. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Doing good, Romy. You say we can call any day of the week with a beef. Well, after getting my ass kicked for seven days by Mother Nature on the moose hunt, I think we should add her as the fourth undefeated item in the jungle and line her up next to sex being undefeated, father time being undefeated, and explosive diarrhea being undefeated. For four and a half days, she blew 40 and rained sideways. And then when she turned off the rain, she turned on the snow but kept that 40-mile-an-hour wind coming. It was absolutely brutal, Jim. I think we got a fourth undefeated item in the jungle. That's all I got, baby. Keep the living easy, my man. I'm out. My dude, stay safe. Good job, Matt. Really well done. Matt in Alaska, well done on two fronts. Number one, he took me up on my offer of you can beef whenever you want. You don't have to reserve your beef for just the beef segment. You can beef whenever you want. Just turn it into a call, which he did. And number two, it was a good call. Good night, no! 